Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Gifts from God. Today we're going to be talking to a friend of mine that from college, and it's so awesome to be reconnecting with her. Um, a mom with young children all of a sudden feels the call to take a missions trip to China. That seemed impossible, but it was just the beginning of what God was asking her to do. So here's my conversation with my friend. I hope you enjoy. So thank you for being willing to share your story with us today. Absolutely. So I want to start by looking at what your family looked like before you started this journey. Okay. Um, before we started all of this adoption journey, um, we were just a typical, I would say, American Christian family. I grew up in a Christian home. I have wonderful, godly parents who taught me about Jesus from a young age. Went to Christian schools. Um, my husband's the same. Um, grew up in a wonderful Christian home. And um, we were, I mean, I think from the outside looking in, you would say we were doing great. We um, were a successful family. We went to church. Um, we did everything we were supposed to do. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. It was We have four biological children. So at that time, um, they were like ages three to uh, like 11, I think. And so we had, you know, I was homeschooling them. Um, I will say that um, I always felt and I always had this feeling inside of me and I could not ever figure out why, but I kept, I've, I said to my husband many, many times throughout the lot, like five or so years before we ended up um, starting through the adoption process and all of that, that something was missing. Like I, I said, I just don't believe that this is all there is. Like, I feel like we should be doing more and I don't know what that is. So I feel like there was this void um, in my life and in my spiritual walk where um, I didn't know what else God had, but I knew it was something big. So this journey with you started with a missions trip. Now, a lot of people go on missions trips when they're like teenagers. So how did you as an adult end up on a missions trip? Yes. So I have a friend that I had known from high school, um, and we had not really been in contact for a really long time, like years and years, probably 15 years. But we were friends on Facebook, and she had adopted two children from China. I'd kind of followed her journey. Um, and she sent me a message one day completely out of the blue and said, hey, I'm going on this mission trip to China to my daughter's orphanage. We're going to be working there. And I thought of you, and would you pray about going with me? And I immediately, I mean, I was like, oh, that's so cool that she's doing that. That's really great for her. That's awesome. Um, but I, you know, like, I can't do that. I've got all these children to take care of. I homeschool them. It's expensive to go. Like, who's going to watch my kids when I'm away? All of these great reasons. And, like, I'll tell you, they were good reasons. They were valid. They made logical sense. But um, I went back to her, um, and I said, okay, you know, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. How can I support you in another way? I can't go. Um because of this, 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 and this. And she says, well, 
do you think God wants you to go? And I'm like, well, I don't think so. She's like, well, I want you to pray about it a little longer. So I'm like, okay. So it was kind of a very long um, couple of weeks, but every song on the radio, every verse I read, um, things that were said in church, every single thing, God was speaking to me like he's never spoken to me before. And he was saying, you need to go on this mission trip. So uh, my friend, I, I, I continued to put off talking to her about it. And she um, sent me another message and said, what are you thinking? Um, have you been praying about it? And I said, you know, I have all these reasons and I just, I'm just not sure. And she said, Melinda, if God is telling you to go, you just simply say yes. He will take care of all of these details. But if he wants you to go, you just say yes. And it was so in the moment, like, right. And my husband says, do you think that you would be saying no to God if you said no to going on this mission trip? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So I signed up to go on this trip with fear and trembling. I hated flying, really had a serious fear of flying. And it was a 14-hour trip. I wasn't going with people that I knew. I was leaving my family. I did not consider myself a super adventurous and independent woman um, at the time. And so um, I signed up for that trip, and I fell on my knees in my kitchen floor and sobbed that night that I signed up. And I just thought to myself, I do not know what I'm doing. I don't know how I can do this. But I knew God wanted me to go, so I did. <laughs> so what was that mission trip like for you? Well, um, leading up to that, it was like all I could think about, and it was not necessarily in a positive way. I was very anxious about going, um, but I got on the plane, and I cried for two hours um, of the trip starting off, and um, God put a really wonderful friend beside me on the plane who, um, this was a huge blessing to me, and anyways, as we went on and got to China, I just felt the peace of God just flood over my soul. And um, I walked into this orphanage and I, my life was changed. Um, I was 37 and I'd never really been out of the country on a mission trip. I'd really never been out of the country um, much to see what the world was like and how much more there is than what we see here in America. And seeing these orphans and holding these orphans um, who had nothing, who God loved just as much, loves just as much as he loves me, to see that um, really was life-changing for me and made all of my problems and all of the things that I thought were important in my life seem very minor and very minuscule. Um, and so... I cannot explain, like, I think there's people who question going overseas and, and, and going on short-term mission trips, but it really was such an impactful thing in my life and really um, just changed the traje trajectory of our family's um, um, life in a great and fantastic way. So, anyways, I met... Um, my son when we were in China and we um, went into one of the toddler rooms one day and there was this little guy there and he was cleft lip um, and the cleft lip and cleft palate babies are my favorite they're just beautiful and they have these open mouth gorgeous smiles and 
they will just rip your heart out. They're just so precious. So I picked him up and I was holding him for a while and he was just precious. And I went to put him down and he started crying and reaching for me. And it was just like one of my own children would have done. And so I was like, okay. So I picked him back up and he just wanted me to hold him the whole time. And so I just kind of fell in love with him and I, I um, hung out with him a lot and um, in the baby room and they don't, they didn't get held a whole lot. So he loved the attention and loved being held. And I remember when we were in China, I just kept thinking, what is God doing? Like I wasn't really planning on adoption coming out of this trip, but I feel so like, how could I not adopt? I'm looking at all these beautiful children and they need a home and we have a home. And, um, so I pulled my friend Ashley aside and I said, like, what if God wants me to adopt this little boy? How likely is it that I could adopt him? Because I just feel so drawn to him. I almost feel like he's my own child. And she looked at me and she said, that is going to be very, very difficult. She said, I have to be completely honest with you. Like his paperwork has already been started to come um, to the adoption agency. You guys haven't done your home study. You haven't done anything. There's already families that have um, signed up to adopt and they're going to be in line ahead of you. And it's, it's, would be very, very difficult. And I just burst into tears because I just, I was like, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like God's calling me to this little boy for some reason, and it's not going to happen, and I don't know what God's doing. And so um, I left China, and I just remember getting on the plane, and I was just sort of um, heartbroken. I didn't know what God was doing, but I was hopeful and praying that he would just show me And I remember just whispering to myself, I'll be back, China. I will be back. And so I went home and, you know, I'm telling my husband about all of this that happened. And he, you know, he was awesome. But I said, you know, I just, I don't know. I was telling about the little boy and I said, I just feel like God might want us to adopt. And and how do you feel about that? And he sort of had this deer in the headlights look like, wow, um, that's not what I signed up for here when I sent you to China. Um, But I just sort of put that on the table, and he knew it was on my heart, and he just prayed about it and prayed about it. And I felt like it took forever for him to, like, figure out whether God was calling us to adopt. But it was about three months. So in January, he came to me, and he said, I really think that God wants us to adopt. And I said, well, do you mean, like, you want to talk about it some more, or do you want me to call the adoption agency today? And he was like, call the adoption agency today. And I was just like so overcome with God's goodness and how he just spoke to my husband himself and and made it clear. And so we called the adoption agency and we talked to them and told them that we really felt like God was telling us to pursue this little boy, even though we knew that it wasn't likely. And they uh, they kept telling us this is really impossible. Um, we know that you're you want to adopt him, but we just don't think that's going to happen. So we're we're going to note that, but just know that it really is unlikely. His file is supposed to come in at any minute, and you guys haven't started anything. So I started the paperwork and the home study and all of this. Our um, social worker was amazing, and she got our home study done in like three weeks, which is phenomenal. And um, we just rushed and rushed through all the paperwork as fast as we could with the agency telling us like weekly, we're expecting his file to come in any, any day now, any day. 
So we had to send some paperwork off to USCIS for immigration, and we had to wait on that for six weeks because they're notoriously slow. And um, we finally got that piece of paper um, at the very, very end of April, and um, the little boy's file had still not come in, even though we had been told it was it was any it was imminent that it would come in. My husband and I had planned a vacation with some friends, and we were out of the country, and we could not receive any phone calls, but we could check our email, um, and we sent all we had sent all our paperwork into China right before we left. So we finished our dossier right before we left to go on vacation, and went out of the country. Um, so on May 5th, um, we checked our email, and we got a notice from um, our agency that our paperwork had all been logged in in China and that we were set, we were ready to go, um, we could be matched with a child at that point. Two hours later, we got another email that said that this little boy's file had come into our agency, um, and not only had it come in two hours after our paperwork had come in, but he was the third file, and we were the third family for a little boy with his special needs. So um, it was just a complete uh, answer to prayer. It was completely God setting him in our family, and it was a beautiful thing for our whole family because our children, our biological children, had seen us pray every single night. We prayed for um, Ching Zihui, which was his Chinese name, that he would be our child, that he would be part of our family. And my little three-year-old, he called him Zee-Wee. And every night he would say, um, please help Zee-Wee to help us to be able to adopt Zee-Wee. And um, so it was amazing for God to just show our children how he absolutely picked this little boy to be in our family. And the only way that we could have adopted him is God. Because from a human perspective, it was completely impossible. So how many years ago was that now? Um, that was in 2000. We we brought him home in 2015. I went on a mission trip in 2014. So it's been three years. He's been home for three years. And what does your family look like now? Um, well, he's sort of the superstar of our family. Everybody just, his name is Sam. And he... Um, He's the baby of the family, and everybody loves him, and everybody wants to sit beside him, and everybody wants to, you know, take him places and everything. It's just really great. The kids have really just embraced him, and um, now our family is very um, aware of God's call to care for orphans. You know, in the Bible, God is defined as father to the fatherless. That's who he is. Um, it's part of his character and when I came back from China I just started searching um, in the Bible and doing a word study on justice and if you do that you'll see how many times in the Bible that God um, calls Christians to care for orphans and widows and um, I realized that this is not something I'd ever been taught in church how important this is for every Christian to be involved in caring for orphans and widows in some capacity so our family is very aware of that now. We try um, to do that as a family, and um, I'm going on mission trips yearly um, overseas to work in orphanages. Our family here in the States um, volunteers at a um, it's a home for children who are in 
in between. Um, they don't have foster homes yet, but they, it's like a group home. So we do that here. And then we just try to, um, we sponsor several children and we try to just be very, um, do whatever we can do to care for orphans because it's so important to God. He, he put it in the Bible so many times. And it's something that um, I think many people think is an optional, um, you know, thing. And it's not. God calls every Christian to be involved somehow in orphan care. Maybe not adopt, but to be involved somehow. Now, I've been following you for part for this journey on Facebook. And one of the things that I've noticed um, is that you post things about children who are in orphanages who are getting ready to phase out, um, and they may have something that seems like special needs that might seem daunting to families who are thinking about adopting. So um, in the in the overseas um, orphanages, like, uh, can you talk a little bit about what happens as the kids get older and as they phase out, and then specifically um, the children who have disabilities could be something as small as a surgery that's needed? Right. So it's different in, in different countries, and there's no really super clear answer um, for um, children who age out. So in China, they age out at age 14, which is so young, um, and they um, sometimes are allowed to stay in their orphanages and work there. It depends on the orphanage director, and it varies so much throughout the provinces and the orphanages. Um, so occasionally they may be able to stay there, but typically they are put out of the orphanage onto the street. They do not usually have any, any training or education or anything to move forward. Um, I do not know what happens to them. It is not good. I know that, um, they're, you know, very vulnerable to trafficking and, um, so, it's it's just a bad situation. Um, I know in other countries, in Ethiopia, for instance, it's the age is 18. They're given about $20 and sent out. Um, there's a lot of street children in Ethiopia, children living on the street. Um, and so if there's, it's not a very hopeful situation in any country um, when these children age out. There's not a plan for them. Um, as far as special needs, um, there are uh, quite a bit of special needs, um, especially in the orphanages I visited in China. Um, and these are usually minor uh, special needs that here in the United States would take, you know, a surgery or two to correct and the child could live a normal life. There, they will do some minor surgeries, um, but a lot of the surgeries, um, they don't have the money to do, they don't have the um, capabilities of the technology and everything that we have here in America. And um, so these children are not able to have these surgeries, and many of them do die in the orphanage because they cannot have these surgeries that seem very simple here to us that, that happen all the time and children go on to lead normal lives. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a really, really sad and hard, hard situation. Um, so if, if there was a person listening to this and they're feeling kind of pulled into the idea of adoption and now they're thinking, oh, you know, maybe like a child overseas, and then you think, okay, a child overseas with special needs, um, obviously there's going to be a whole bunch of reasons not to do that. 
what would you say to the person who's feeling a little bit pulled, but they have really legitimate, honest fears? Yeah, I would just say pray and listen to what God is calling you to do. And don't shush the still and quiet voice that is speaking into your heart because um, adoption is not all beautiful. It can be hard. There are hard things about it. But if God is saying yes to you, then you just say yes and you trust him that he will give you everything you need to do what he's called you to do. And he will. Um, There's so many um, wonderful support groups and just resources for people who are adopting children with special needs or older children. And these children are precious. I have been with them. I have touched them. I have held them. They are amazing. Um, I think the children um, are a much bigger blessing to us than we would be to them. They are warriors and fighters and just um, children of God who need a mommy and daddy. Now, after that first missions trip, you obviously weren't done. Uh, You got, I think, a little bit addicted to missions trips (laughs) because I think you've gone on quite a few. So what are you doing now with the missions trip? Yeah, so um, right now I've been um, traveling to Ethiopia for the last year and a half or so, so I will be going back for the third time uh, in December and working in orphanages there. Um, So I co-lead a team, and we're taking about 20 people um, in December, including my two oldest children are going with me. Um, But there's several orphanages there that we Um, work with. So I go through the adoption agency that we adopted Sam through, and they have a missions branch. um, And the adoption agency is America World Adoption. And um, they have a mission branch called One Orphan. And they send teams into their orphanage partnerships all over the world. So um, I've been going to Ethiopia for the past um, little bit. And there's, it's just um, amazing. There's so much there that we've been able um, to do, and not just do, but build relationships there. With um, There's an older teen girls orphanage that we've worked really closely with, and there's just some amazing girls there, and we're, we've been able to provide some educational resources, and we're going to be teaching them um, the Bible. Actually, we are using some curriculum that someone donated and we're going to be teaching um, about Jesus and that's the most important thing that we can do when we go there is to give them Jesus so that's one of the main things we'll be doing um, when we go back and just um, supporting these orphanages and supporting these nannies and encouraging them and letting them know they're not forgotten that they are seen and that they are loved by God. So how could people get involved either with supporting you on the trips or even by going on a trip with you? Oh, that would be fantastic. So if they're interested in in the trips um, or if they're interested in adoption, um, they can go to the website awaa.org, and um, there is a um, link there to One Orphan Mission Trips, and you can see all the different trips. Um, There's trips to Uganda and Haiti, Ethiopia, um, India, and you can just click on those trips, and uh, it will give you the information. And if you have any um, questions, there's links on there that you can get in touch with people who can answer your questions or you can get in touch with me. I'd love to talk with anyone who's interested in adoption or mission trips. 
Um, it's my passion, and I love to talk to people about that. So if anyone is interested in that, please um, yeah, go to that website and check it out because there's so many opportunities. So today, as we're finishing up here, we're almost out of time, um, we want to pray for your family. So how can we pray for your family today? Well, um, like I mentioned earlier, my two oldest children, who are 15 and 13, will be going to Ethiopia. Um, they did go back in April. They will be going again with me in December. Um, and I just would love prayer for um, them, that this would be life-changing for them in a way that they see God like they've never seen Him before. Um, also, just for our entire team who's going, because it's, these trips can... Um, be where God really uh, changes people's lives. And I think sometimes here in America it's hard to hear God speaking because there's so much going on. It's so busy and our minds are so cluttered with everything. But when you get outside of here, um, you can hear God and see God more clearly because all of the clutter is cleared away and you're really just one-on-one -on -one with him. And um, so I just pray, I would love prayer for our team that whatever God's doing with each one of these people, that, that he would make it clear and that they would be willing to say yes to God in whatever capacity he wants to use them. Um, and um, just for our family, that we would be able to um, walk in the way that God has us to walk and not be um, just sucked into the mainstream doing what seems fine but isn't necessarily what God's um, will is. So just for wisdom in that, it would be great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Absolutely. I love to share because I love to show how God, how big he is and how great he is because he can do anything. And um, so I just encourage anyone who's listening, if you have any kind of um, pull towards adoption or orphan care, listen to that. That is God. Don't say no. He will bless you beyond what you can even imagine if you say yes. I hope that you really enjoyed today's podcast. Um, you can check out our website, lauraleesiemens.com, and then click on the foster and adoption section on that to see um, more blogs, um, some videos, and more podcasts. And also make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss any. We're going to be having some more episodes coming up where Leslie and I are going to sit down and answer questions that you have about fostering and adopting. So please send in those questions to us so that we have something to talk about when we get together and do our podcast. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast, Gifts from God, and we will see you next week.